Hello, I'm Linda and I'm here with my friend Paul and this is another episode of Demystified as we explore home cooking in a modern world. How are you, Paul? Keep changing the intro on me, it's weirding me out. I'm trying to still uh, feel where it settles. How are you going? I'm alright. End of the week. It is end of the week. Friday. And uh, what's ahead for you? Well, it's been a funny old week really this week I, as you would know I forgot what day it was the yes, other day <laughs> completely <laughs> like no it's Thursday I had, right. had a big conference this week and that took up quite a chunk of brain power and time so um, no I kind of lost track of the days which was a bit I don't usually do that but anyway it kind of means that the weekend's coming a bit quicker than what I what my brain thinks well, it is so that's not that's a bad not a thing not a bad thing at all because I was working a day behind I think okay. yeah but uh, what's coming up this week? Uh, not Well, this weekend, not a great deal. I'll probably go to the market at some stage over the weekend and just have a... It's very different going to the market for home than it is for work yeah, or work, you know, yes. anything like that. So just have a good look around. I had a good chat to one of the fishmongers over there yesterday um, just talking about fish and availability and what's happening within the market I did ask him if he wanted to spend some time and come on and have a quick chat but he's not quite he's not quite can't talk in front of a microphone yeah he's not quite not quite there yet but we'll keep we'll keep working on him so but yeah just having a look around see what I might what might sort of take my interest the weather's really weird at the moment I think quite often people cook to the weather as well Yes. It's very humid at the moment in Melbourne. I know it's like flooding in Sydney and Queensland, so we can't complain. But um, So, yeah, we've been doing a lot of salads and stuff like that at home. But I haven't got anything super special organised. But what I will say is following on from our previous podcast, which... Which was about influences. Made yes. you a little bit nervous. It's still oh, a bit... I wasn't sure where we could go with that, but yes, it settled down okay. It wasn't yeah. too bad. So we have... Uh, I did forward on the link to uh, yes. John Lethlane, who was kind enough to get in touch and then repost it on his uh, Instagram account. Um, so there is no... like. I just forwarded it on to him. Just look, there you go, where this is what we think about the topic that you've raised. Um, so there was quite a bit of commentary and feedback from the podcast um there were certainly quite a few pretty quick downloads much quicker very than, quick very quick downloads much quicker yeah. than what we usually get as far as traffic goes so look you know controversial topic but yeah it's people you know people have their own opinions so just just as like like anyone else we i just voiced mine on one particular topic um that you're incredibly passionate about, yes. Yeah. Yeah. So um, that was sort of interesting to see those comments come through. Mm. Um, still a few comments coming through from the boogoo. <laughs> <laughs> um, what else? My ingredients for the maple tart are still sitting for there. The treacle tart. Oh, tr- yeah, treacle tart. Still yeah. sitting there uh, waiting to be put together. But next week is a big cooking week. So I'm going to do a lot of cooking, okay. a lot of video next week. Uh, we've got a lot of other things for cooking with Steve to do. So, yeah, next week will be a big cooking week, so we'll have a bit more sort of cooking stuff to, to talk about. But over the weekend, I have no idea what I'm going to do, to be honest. I've run out of gas on my barbecue. I need to go oh, replace no. that. I'd like oh, to get, no. I do have a lot of, like, you know, nice new charcoal there and wood chips and various other things. So mm-hmm. it's, it's sort of, I think it's leaning in that direction. 
Um, so definitely some sort of animal on the barbecue, I think, will happen at some stage. Okay. I'm not sure what yet, but I'll report back next week. Well, I... What are you doing? I got oh, no. a uh, pasta maker. Oh. Uh, for my uh, lovely Like friend. a pasta machine. Pasta, yeah, pasta machine. Okay. For my Like a hand-driven one? Yeah. Yeah, um, yeah. Pasta machine from Nada, who I yep. really want to get uh, onto the microphone because she's the one with the fantastic... Uh, big garden and grows all of our own veggies and herbs and, and things and amazing, amazing story. And so I got one from Nada and I haven't used it yet. So I am planning a pasta making weekend. Okay. Don't know that it should take you all weekend, but you oh, know. Oh, it might. <laughs> well, you know how I struggle with new things. I yeah. like to think about it and have a look and do a dry run. So I'm going to uh, try making lasagna. Well, I will make lasagna. Yeah. Whether it's any good or not, time will tell. Yeah. But uh, so, do you actually know what you're doing? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I have an idea. Yeah. I do. I do. Do you have a pasta dough recipe? I do have a pasta dough recipe. Okay. Can you, um, do you off the top of your head? Could you give me an idea of what it uh, is? Forty-seven grams of egg. So when you're weighing out the egg to the flour, there's some ratio there. Okay. Yeah. Good. Excellent. Yes, I have got it written down at home. I didn't bring it in. Yeah. I didn't think of it until today when you said, hey, what are you going to yeah. talk about? And I went, ooh. Um, I have got, I did go Is it whole eggs or yolks? Whole eggs. Yeah. So it's an interesting one, right? Because there's a lot of different pasta recipes out there. Some have whole eggs, some have just yolks, some have combination. Is there any oil that goes into your pasta? No. And what flour are you using? Well, I did go across to the uh, market. Yeah. And I went and bought some... Double O. Double O flour. Yep. And a little bit of semolina. Yep. Um, so that I can spread it out on the big bench I've got at home. Yep. And lay the sheets out. Yep. But a little bit of semolina. Stop you know it you're going to have to blanch your sheets. Yes. Yeah, you do know that? I do know okay, that. Okay, good. No, yeah. no, Just double checking. No, no. <laughs> I put all the bolognese sauce I made ages ago yeah. and put some in the in the uh, freezer. So I'm, I've got the sauce done. All I want to do is make a, a nice bechamel, make the pasta sheets, blanch them. Yeah. And, uh, I and mean, you know about laminating your sheets? <laughs> I'm looking for the... <laughs> One day we should film this. Yeah. Uh, I'm looking at you like, what? Yeah. No, I don't know about laminating my sheets. What's that? Okay, so essentially, once you've made your dough, how many, roughly, how many grams of dough do you think you're going to make? Like three hundred grams. Three hundred grams of flour. Three hundred grams of flour, and I do know I have to let it, make it into a ball, put it in the fridge for at least half an hour. Yeah. And then take it out. Yeah. And uh, so you've got to give it a really good knead too, right? And yeah. I think pasta dough. While a lot of the time you'll get away with doing a bread dough in a mixer with a dough hook, pasta dough for mine, something to do with the warmth of your hands, something, I don't know what it is, but it, it's always better when you hand knead it. So it needs a really good knead until it's like super smooth. Mm-hmm. And then yes, rest it. And then when your dough comes out, what you're better off doing is cutting it into three equal size portions. And then as you send it through your pasta machine and it gets rolled out and eventually the smaller that you go as far as the depth of the pasta machine goes so the the finer the pasta becomes the longer your strand of pasta will be 
Once it's reached whatever level that you like, what you then need to do is fold the pasta over on itself and do that at least two more times. That's called laminating the pasta. Okay. Okay, yeah. so what Paul was just doing then, everybody, was <laughs> pulling his hands out very wide and then folding them in into thirds, effectively. Yeah, like and then you fold them it in and then again. folding it over again. Yeah, on okay, itself. So, yeah. yeah, the left hand and the right hand bet in the middle <laughs> to so, show. Yeah, well, I'll, well, yeah. So Okay, so that's called nominating. Okay. Yeah, yeah very important step. Okay. So don't not oh, do I, that. I, I will not forget that. And the other thing that I want to tell you is. is this will annoy Doug, but I'm going to tell you anyway. Under no circumstances, none at all, ever, for the entire life of the, of this pasta machine, do you wash it. No, I do know that. I do know it's yeah. just brush only. Yeah. Like brush out the little dry bits. Dry brush. Yeah, dry brush. Best. No no water. Nothing goes no. near it. Yeah, I yeah. do know that. Yeah, because yeah. that will ruin your day every day. Yes, and I did, I did worry about the size of the sheets because I don't really have a very big pot but you've got a very long bench. I have got a very long bench. So the size of your sheets... When I cut them down to be sort of in the size of the dish, I'm thinking. Well, so if your dish is quite long, the problem that you have, and I've experienced this myself, is blanching large sheets of pasta in probably the pot that you would have that is the largest can be tricky. So what you're probably better off doing just from a manage, being able to manage it perspective is while, yes, it's all nice to have a nice long singular pasta sheet, the same width and length as your dish, cut it in half. Yeah, that's what I was thinking I'd have to do. And the other trick with that is, is that you have to, have to, my rules, but you know, whatever, ice water. So once you've blanched your pasta sheets straight into ice water to okay. stop them cooking and chill them straight away. Okay. So you still want the al dente, right? Yeah. But you need to stop that cooking process because hot past can be difficult to manage and it will stick together. Uh, so you've got two choices. Ice water, as I said, or just run some um, oil over it, lay it out on a big sheet of baking paper um, and the oil will work to stop any pasta sticking together. But I much prefer and think it's easier to manage and handle when you're assembling your lasagna to have cold sheets. Okay. And how long do you think the sheets should, like when you're just Sheets should. I know, I was thinking that's a <laughs> yeah. bit of a tongue twister. Um, a minute, two minutes? Depends on the thickness, right? Okay. Yeah. Because um, I think I've, I've been told, start off on like 10. Yeah. And then work your way to, yeah, work your way down six, incrementally. Five, somewhere like not too thin, not yeah. super thin. But then... Now I'm, uh, I'm going to laminate it. It goes back to 10 yeah. and then do that a couple of times. So the other thing with lasagna and what you'll find, well, it d- depends. In your mind's eye, how many layers did Not you too many. think? I wasn't going to do too many. Okay, so... I wasn't if I can, three layers. If I can advise you... Mm, absolutely. Right? You're, you've got several components working, right? So you've got your pasta being one component your bolognese sauce being another and your bechamel sauce or your white sauce being Mm -hmm. another. I promise you, if you go to the effort of making pasta and only put three layers, you're doing yourself a disservice. Oh, okay. Really good lasagna and the best lasagnas that I've ever had are heaps of layers. Like I'll try and get at least 12 to 15 in my lasagna dish, which is how, how much is that? What's that? So I'll just grab a ruler. 
make some noise here. So my lasagna dish might be about seven or eight centimeters deep. I'll shoot for 12, maybe 15 layers. So a very minimal amount of bolognese sauce in between each layer. And the more layers, the way better your lasagna will be. Okay. So I think traditionalists will tell you that lasagna is all about the pasta layers and not so much about... In Australia, what we often do is actually make it a very, very heavy, lots of bolognese sauce, lots of bechamel sauce Mm. thing. Whereas the best lasagnas I've had and the best ones that I've made myself are lots of layers. Okay. So a very, very minimal sort of almost scraping of bechamel sauce, layer. Scraping of bechamel sauce, layer, and do it like that. And I promise you, going to the effort of making pasta, that's when it's worthwhile. Okay, that's not what I thought. In my mind's eye, I had a little smattering of... And 300 grams, you are going to get a ton of pasta. Well, I did think that. So I did think I might leave some in the fridge for maybe during the week or maybe... So if you do do that, just with your pasta, you will have to cook it. No, I meant the ball. Maybe not use it. No, cook it. No, you have to cook it. So pasta dough by itself like that unless you vacuum seal it which can give it a bit of extra life and can be a good trick too because you've now got a little yeah, vacuum now, sealer and now I know how to use it um, you can actually if you vacuum seal it while it's resting you can reduce the resting time by about half okay but whatever um, because of the fresh egg mixed with the flour and don't put salt in your pasta no either too okay um, you're saying you you are saying no, no Put it salt. in the water. Okay, but yeah. you are saying no salt in the pasta dough. That's what okay. I say. Because okay. the, the salt can make your pasta machine rust. Okay, good point. Okay. Um, I was wondering why. The dough, the dough will go like a funny grey colour if it sits in the fridge. So if you're going to make a lot of pasta dough, what you're better off doing is make the pasta dough, blanch it, then into iced water so you've got fresh pasta sitting there and then give it a good coating of if you want to use it later give it a good coating of vegetable oil not olive oil vegetable oil just so it doesn't all bind together and so you could essentially make 300 grams of sheets you might only use 150 let's say so you've got 150 grams of pasta cooked left over now you can make another lasagna or you can just run a knife through it and you've got linguine yeah or puppetelli or, or tagliatelli or whatever yeah. it might be, but cook it. Okay, thanks. Because the pasta dough will just, it'll be, you'll open the fridge and it'll be almost like, it won't be black, but it'll but be, be that grey like colour. Mottled grey sort of, yeah. Okay. So in my mind's eye, I had uh, the tray. Basically as, everything that you thought was wrong. <laughs> as usual, as usual, Paul. So a little smattering of the bolognese sauce on the bottom. Yeah. A layer of, yeah. And then a thin sort of layer, not too much of a sauce either, and a little just dabs of bechamel. Yeah. So nothing too fancy, like nothing too full on. Like yeah. Certainly not, you know. So I deep. only ever do, do three or four layers of I, that. Bechamel should only go on the top, too, by the way. Okay. It doesn't so go not in between. The, doesn't go in between? No. But do, uh, do it how you like. No, no. I'm just thinking, uh, okay, cool. So only on the top. On the top, on top. Yeah. Yeah, that's my theory. So it rounds off. That's yep. what it goes. Well, a little bit of Parmesan cheese, so it doesn't yeah. hurt. Yeah. Well, there you go. That was... Okay, I will see how I go. I'll take photos. 
look out. And send them to you. Well, yeah. you know. But lots of layers. I promise you. If you okay. go to the effort of making yeah. pasta, lots of layers. Don't. it's much harder to do with dried pasta, a lasagna with lots of layers, because it's quite thick and mm-hmm. dry, and you just can't get as many layers. But because your pasta will be malleable, yeah. quite flexible, you will find that you, you will be able to get a lot of layers in there. So just lots of layers, a little thin bit of sauce between each one, bechamel on top. Yeah, Job and you done. can give the bechamel, like, give it a good hit of bechamel. Yeah. But, yeah, that, that for mine makes a good lasagna. Well, that's what I'm planning on doing for the weekend. Well, I've just told you how to do it. So. <laughs> now I'm going to go back. No, no, that's, that's a good point. So I don't know about, well, that makes sense about the salt, but I didn't know. I wouldn't have thought Yeah, so that. heavily salted water whenever you cook yeah. pasta know, and so- fresh pasta too. Yeah. It should taste like, well, in my mind, it should taste like seawater. Yeah. Like heavily salted water. The, the thing is, is the problem that uh, to a degree, you'll have to focus a little bit more on your seasoning of your sauces because yeah. the pasta won't pick up a lot of seasoning because you're going to refresh it in iced water. Yep. No, but nonetheless, cool. like... No, no. Thank you that's for just, that. That's just, just my opinions, again. Well, we'll give it a go. Well, we'll give it a go. Give it a go. What can go wrong? Everything. Yes, but there's always... Uh, no, no, it won't be bad. It won't. It'll taste, it'll be okay. The sauce is good. I know the sauce is good because I made that a little while ago. Oh, well, there we go. Well, that's what I'm doing. That's what you're doing. And here we are, oh. Friday, yep. finishing off the week. Finishing off the week. Yes. And um, we were going to say something about book two. Are we going to say something about book one? No, not yet. I thought we were. No, Okay, not then, yet. fine. No. I'm no. sure you said leave that for Friday. Yeah, because I thought we were going to do something which we're not going to do anymore. Okay, then. Because it's going to cost us too much money. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Which okay. we don't have. Which we don't. So. Well, we don't. No. Uh, we are, yes. Okay. Yeah, there's nothing to report just as yet on a book front. No, but we are nearly... Out of, stock. out of stock that's one thing we can report we can report that we are nearly out of stock for our Australian customers for Australian customers and the price of printing in Australia has been uh, brought home to us yes that's it. see that's what we were going to talk about yeah we were going to potentially offer print on demand in Australia but we would lose $13.50 a book well we would have to pay yes. $13.50 a book yes. on top of what it already costs us exactly yeah. which we thought that's probably not a good business decision <laughs> I, I'm an accountant I know these things yeah. so that wasn't so we are back to uh, well we will be doing for doing printing we just need a little bit more time to get that organised yeah. but then once we've got that organised then we've got done. the platform for yes, exactly for book two oh, that's is... what I wanted to ask that's what I wanted to put out there and I'll put it out there on social media as well Oh, that's right. Not a competition as such, but if anyone has any clever ideas for the title of our second book, we'd be more than happy to donate the first, the first copy, copy that is printed um, that we receive once the second book comes out. Um, and I'll also throw in a chef's knife as well. So if anyone's interested and wants to make a contribution, we will not be giving you any financial incentive <laughs> at all and you get no credit in the book other itself than, other than the uh, other than the knowledge that you have helped out a small australian and business please <laughs> and please don't think uh, demystified 2 
uh, yeah, we, we've, of. yeah, we've, <laughs> we've demystified 2.0. We did that one. We did that. We're not sure that that's the way to go. But if anyone's got any clever book titles for us, it's very similar as far as our first book goes. It is maybe a little bit more advanced as far as the recipes go. Uh, there is a little bit more information in the book and there will be a little bit more maybe technical information that might suit a few more ovens. But that said, it is a recipe for home cooks book um we like the title of our first book we thought that was a little bit sort of clever so we'd like something clever but if anyone has any genius ideas um we please would love share. to hear them please yeah. share let us know send us an email something on instagram facebook whatever get in touch with yes. us somehow uh, but we'd love to hear any ideas that anyone has for a um title for our second book yes yeah because the ones we've thought of that were good we've not written down well no my niece thought yes, of something yes. excellent and yes. so we didn't at the time I went oh that's the one and then we didn't write it down and then she forgot it and so we've never come back to it so yeah so, someone out there must have a good idea so think combi steam ovens cookbook for combi steam ovens for home cooks what would you call it lovely well, thank you. And thank you. The, yes, we uh, look forward to seeing what we get back. And um, thank you for that, Paul. Thank Happy you, Linda. Cooking. No, no, thank you, Paul. Thank you, Linda. No, no, thank you. Enjoy and, your lasagna. Um, I know, and I'm going to the market because the, the, my favourite deli there has got those little white anchovies, which are very yum with some fresh bread, followed by lasagna. I'll be a happy, happy cook. Nice. Tomorrow night. So take care, everybody. Have a great weekend and uh, happy cooking. See you later. Bye. Bye. Thanks for listening to this podcast as we explore home cooking in a modern world. We'd love you to subscribe. And for more information, please go to our website, cookingwithsteam.com.